everybody. It is that time of year again. In this episode, we are going to be looking back at the last year and counting down our top 10 films of 2022. Let's get right to it. This is Flickr Effect, episode 427. Oh, here we are, guys. We made it. We made it to that time of year. Our, our favorite show of the year, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, for anyone that's tuning in right now or listening to the audio, the way we typically do this, we will count down from 10 all the way to our number one. And in the fashion that we typically do it, sometimes we do it offline. Today, we're doing it online. We will use the bowl of destiny as it's lovingly called to pick the order in which we will be given our top tens. And so once that order is given, we will go around and keep going around until we get to our number one. So uh, I think without further ado, oh, actually, I'll, I'll make one note before we get to the bowl. Uh, every year, usually we will try and watch as many movies as we can, but because we don't do this and get paid to do it, we can't watch everything as much as we try. So we can only give you our top tens based on what we've actually been able to see, even though there might be some things you might say, well, why did, wasn't this on the list? Well, we didn't get to see it. So otherwise, we're ready to roll. David, let's see what the bowl has. I was also going to add score. one other note. Um, for anyone wondering, going into this and curious about like stuff that you probably haven't seen we're not going to talk about any spoilers either in, yeah uh, in our countdown oh yeah so for don't sure. be worried that we'll be spoiling any of these movies on our lists uh no, this is a spoiler free episode um so anyway you want to you want to do the bowl bowl destiny the bowl the bowl who's gonna go first should i just pick all four yeah. right now or am i just picking the first one Ooh. let's just do the first oh. one oh I, yeah let's just do the first one yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that. and then we'll like see that. who's by lot going last by default. And Bobby, I really got to say thank you for that disclaimer that you just said about seeing movies. Because as I scrolled through the list of 2022, I realized that my movie going experience was rather pitiful this year. It was not. <laughs> it was not great. Like, and I was like, oh, wanted to see that. Wanted to see that. Wanted to see that. Wish I had seen that. Mm. Heard a lot yeah. about that and that sort of thing. That's been a. a big theme for my list so mm. i know that a lot of my stuff is not going to really reach out and kind of touch base with a lot of you people out there um even my my uh, team here they're all just gonna be like wait what wait, and what? it's really because it made it on the list because there wasn't anything <laughs> else to put on else? the list <laughs> and i don't think it didn't grow i didn't think about like leaving a couple of spaces just blank and going that way, but I like, you know what? If I watched it, I made the list, so let's try and do that. Yeah, so next week... Yeah, imagine doing... us doing a show where we skip Yasha for nine, ten and nine, and he doesn't start until eight. <laughs> he oh didn't God, I, nine, I got nothing. <laughs> I, I pass. It, it was it was almost like that, guys. I'm not going to lie. It was almost like that. Like it I'll was, catch, it was I'll catch you guys at bad. five. Yeah, next, <laughs> yeah. next I almost, week. I was like, did I... Did I even see 10 movies this year? Like, that's how bad it was kind of getting when I was going through it. I was like, I mean, you saw 10 movies, but were there 10 movies even worth mentioning? 
right, that's right. a big yes, thing. Yes, that's a fair appointment. That's a but fair yeah, appointment. Like, yeah, next week, point. next week we do the honorable mentions, and then we also do things we just didn't even get to see that we wanted to see. And I'm like, that list is long, so long, mm. Mm. so long. Anyways, anyways, the, bowl, the, of, the bowl of destiny. The, the bowl of destiny is spoken first. Is Michelle? Oh, have I? Yes. <laughs> have I ever gone first? I don't Michelle? know. I don't know. I don't think I, don't I have. The bull has spoken, Michelle. The, the bull, bull has, has spoken. spoken. Okay. For my number ten, it is Triangle of Sadness, directed by Ruben Ostlund. Uh, so this is a film that I just recently watched and I've been wanting to see it for quite some time. Um, and it takes place in three parts. Uh, and all I can really say without giving too much spoilers away is basically it is a journey of a group of people who, um, in different levels of privilege and non-privilege in our society. And that could be based on money, it can be based on gender, it can be based on sex, it's based on a lot of things, and it is constantly free-flowing. Free um, not a lot of people in this film that you would be, that you would know by name, actors and actresses. I think Woody Harrelson is probably the biggest name probably in this film. Um, it is, I guess we could say it's a dark comedy. I would, I would go with a dark comedy. Um, it is disturbing in, on a level, on many levels, um, because it really makes you think about a lot of different things. But overall, it's one of those, I think it's a movie that you're either going to really like it or you're really not going to like this movie. <laughs> There's some <laughs> rough scenes and rough seas ahead in this film. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, my number 10 is Triangle of Sadness. Did you know, by the way, that I didn't know this till today, actually, that the actress in that, the, basically the lead actress, passed away. Died. Yeah. Yeah. Back in August. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I, I can say, I can safely say the model. Yes. Really? Yeah. 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 She was so young. Yeah, she died. I think she's 32. Mm. What? Like, so it was like, I think what oh I read was gosh. like years ago, she had a car crash and had her spleen removed, which Ooh, I guess makes that's... you susceptible to infection. And it was some type of bacterial infection. I think she died from oh like before, God. like right before it had like its international release or whatever. Like, oh, that is so sad yeah. on so many levels. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I had no, I had never heard that. Or if I had, I forgot probably because I hadn't seen the movie. And now that I saw it, yeah. I was kind of looking at some stuff and saw that. And today. She never I was got like, to see how awesome this movie was received by so many people. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I started us out on a really bummer note. Sorry. I mean, I'm the one who brought it up. Well, <laughs> good to Way to go. Way to set the tone, man. Hey, you know that you movie you loved? Next. <laughs> that movie that was your top no, ten? That that's dead. That's my shtick tonight. Everybody, all these movies you love, I'm going to think of something terrible about it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Anyway. Well, you're not going to have to try very hard with my list. Let me tell you that. <laughs> All right, All the bull. Right. The bull. Uh, <laughs> I, I do have. I'm not faking it. I do have the bull here. The bull. The bull. All right, who's next? Da, 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 da. Yasha is next. Yasha's up. Oh, nice. <sighs> oh, fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as I said, um, 
No, I don't got this. That that is something that I do not have. <laughs> um, all right, so my number ten movie that I enjoyed this year, strictly for nostalgic reasons, because they brought so many people back into this film um, from the very first one made years ago, was Jurassic World Dominion. I know it wasn't great. I know it wasn't fantastic. I kind of enjoyed it. I liked the idea that Jeff, um, um, that all the actors kind of made, made their Bridges. Thank you, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff that's Goldblum. it. Thank you. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he came back and it was a, just a fun popcorn film. And that's what I'm going with. It was directed by Colin Trevorrow. 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 Uh, yeah, Colin Trevorrow. Trevorrow, whatever. It was. It was uh, compared to some of the other movies that I was looking at. Trust me, this is a winner from what I've seen. And <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just run with that. It's and, nostalgic. Like, really, it's nostalgia. strictly nostalgic when I can, when it comes down to it. It's just strictly nostalgic. That is okay. So that's what I enjoyed. So that's what I'm going with, and that's what I'm sticking with. That is okay. Jurassic World Dominion, your number ten. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. going to back you up on that, Yasha. I actually did enjoy that movie. I know that it got a lot of crap, but I enjoyed seeing the OG characters and interacting with the new characters. And there were a couple other new addition to the uh, this franchise that I thought was good. To me, this movie, um, honestly, is better than a lot of other Jurassic Park movies. Jurassic Park 1 stands on its own. And then yeah. there's the rest for me. And so right. to me, this is like towards the top yeah. of the rest. And yeah. I think that this movie is more of an action movie uh, than like, a, mm. you know, some of the other Jurassic Park movies. Because at this point, we're beyond the surprise of the, the, the dinosaurs. So this one seemed more like a straightforward, almost an action adventure movie, Indiana Jones type, type style to it a little bit with dinosaurs. But I enjoyed it for what it was. Agreed. David and I didn't even see it. I haven't even seen it. I mean, I'm sure we will watch it. I mean, look, you're not missing much. Um, (laughs) Spoiler alert, dinosaurs kill people. I mean, there you go. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. The bull. The bull. Oh, me. It's you. Not that you can read that. I'll be going last. It didn't want to focus. It's okay. It's fine. Uh, okay. My list. Um, first I'll say, as I get ready to type in my number 10 here, um, you know, I always like cram before we do this. It's kind of my, my, my deal. I'm always like in the last mm-hmm. two weeks before we do this episode, I am watching tons of movies. I didn't do that as much this year. This is probably the least amount of cramming that is very true. I've done. I mean, there's been previous years where I took a day off work and like just watched movies all day. <laughs> like I definitely didn't do that. Um, we watched, you know, move one movie like most nights or some nights, but I didn't do as much cramming. But then the thing is like, I I still had no problem putting together 10 movies like, Mm -hmm. and that's because it's, so it seems there were a lot of really good films this year. I say, so it seems, because there's also a lot of movies I did not see that I really wanted to see, you know, as usual, I'll go and check out other people's top 10 list to kind of get a, you know, Mm -hmm. lay of the land, if you will, as to what should I check out? Um, 
yeah, I didn't so much do it this time. Um, that I didn't so much like watch more movies. Like, the, but there seemed to be a, it seemed to be a really good year for film, and there was plenty out there. Uh, with that said, my number ten film, as I as I type it in over here, um, is a movie that uh, I might say of all the movies on my list, it. As much as I do love this movie and it's on my top 10 list, it might be the only one where I would st- also argue that it's not perfect. There's There might be some things I change about it, but at the same time, I think all the good about it for me outweighs the bad. All the other movies on my list is really, I have no complaints. There's really not much or anything I would like change about them or wish was different about them. Anyway, uh, my number 10 is Babylon. Um, the new Damien Chazelle film. Uh, wow. Yes, I am a, I guess you could call me, I'm not a, I don't want to call myself a Damien Chazelle fanboy, but so far I've been very happy with his movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, this is not my favorite of his. <laughs> um, but I, there's, there is an energy about this movie. Um, there, it's 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 not just a matter of going to see this movie. It's like going to experience it, <laughs> like with the like the kind of the level of energy that is going on throughout this the story and the way he tells the story. Yeah, it's it's a little bit long. I mean, I might argue that it could it could be shorter. Um, there's things mm-hmm. that could probably be cut out of this film, but I I still loved it. I you know being a fan of film and Hollywood and Hollywood history. It was still interesting to me to kind of see this era of silent films moving into talkies and kind of maybe what appears to be probably the more realistic version or more realistic telling of that story versus some other films we've seen out there that have covered the subject. So, yeah, it's it's also tough because when I think about when I put down my top 10 list, you know, in a lot of ways, I also just kind of think about it as a list of movies that I would recommend to people. Like if say you didn't watch a damn thing in 2022, here are my 10 films. And I'm like, all right, well, these are the 10 films I think you should really check out. I mean, but it's also funny because this might be also the only film on my list where, yeah, I would recommend it, but I also admit it's not for everybody. Mm. (laughs) Like, Mm-hmm. It would be, there are certain people I would probably approach and go, eh, you probably wouldn't like Babylon, but I think it's solid. I really enjoyed it. So it's my number 10 film of the year. Yeah, that that could be said about my number 10. It's one that I would recommend to certain people, but definitely not to absolutely everybody. Right. It's a very, it's a mood. It's a mood. <laughs> uh, a quick side note about Babylon. I was talking to Yasha about that movie and I told him that I almost like that was a film that I, I it took me a week or so to figure out exactly how I felt about it. Mm. <laughs> and I never usually uh, chew on a film that long. Yeah. Um, the first few minutes, I almost I, I never usually think this, but in the first, I'd say 15, 20 minutes, I had the thought of, do I want to walk out of this movie right now? <laughs> I uh, I've never felt so like what is going on right now i hmm. it just not it, it took a minute for the movie to settle down like settle down calm down tell me what we're here for and then i can get into it and then hmm. once it did that it, it it went in a different direction for me so yeah that, i had an interesting time watching that movie but ultimately i did end up enjoying it I, I couldn't agree it's a movie that when you watch it you need time to set with it 
we watched it and we even still had, I think, two days to still settle with it. And David and I did a review on it. And yeah, it's, I think I'm still working through stuff in that. And I, my feelings for it, I won't say have changed a lot, a lot, but there are things I'm like, okay, I'm better about this now. I feel differently about this now. I've had even more time to digest it. It is a, a slow digesting movie. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. But, you guys are making yeah. such a compelling case to go and watch this film. <laughs> no, Yasha, I, I, I really would be curious to see what you think about I it. I would um, be really curious because... to see what Yasha thinks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For real. For I sure. will say, um, you know, for some reason, I, I they're not the same, even though they're about Hollywood. This and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, two different I was thinking films. That. But you, what, you walked out of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah. Yeah, there's actually, a, I did. Yeah, I forgot there's a part that. of me that's like, this is not for the reasons it sounded like you walked out of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You would not have those problems here, I don't think. Mm. But at the same time, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if you're like, yeah, I walked out of Babylon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I that's not that to say that I don't like old Hollywood and I don't like old Hollywood stories because I really do. I really do enjoy some of those, um, especially the remake that they did. I think it was Hollywood on. Netflix that that loved that series thought it was great. Mm, um, about the series. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. So, but hey, it is what it is. So we'll see. I don't know Do if I, I'm, when it comes on video, I'll stream it. I'll definitely watch it mm. or try I to. <laughs> I guess that leaves it to you. Guess it's to me. Yeah. Um, so I guess Zero, like Bobby. David kind of mentioned, um, and, and Yasha sort of mentioned how they put together their list. Uh, David had a specific thought, and Yasha's was more by default. And mine is kind of like um, based on kind of what I said about Babylon in a way, where it just kind of left me thinking about it a little bit after I watched the movie. And uh, that's where it seemed like it came from, where my list really resonated. It's just it made me think beyond just uh, seeing it in the theater. It wasn't something that just sort of went away for the most part, most of my movies. But uh, with that, I will say my number 10 is a small movie called Causeway. I'm not sure if anyone's heard of it, but it's uh, with Jennifer (laughs) Lawrence and Brian Tyree Hill. And it's Jennifer Lawrence plays this soldier that was in Afghanistan and she receives a, a brain injury. So she has to go back home and she's kind of having a hard time dealing with life back at home. And she kind of uh, befriends Brian T- Tyree Hill's character and they kind of go through this uh, journey together, really. And it's a, it's a quiet film, but I, I really enjoyed just that quietness of it and the interactions between those two uh, characters and those actors. And I thought they really did such a really good job in telling this sort of small story, but just that seemed to really resonate with uh, the, the way that they were um, just felt really re- lived like a lived in real uh, life in terms of what a soldier might go through as they come back and trying to readjust to someplace that wasn't all the altogether great that they didn't really want to be in in the first place. So I, I really enjoyed it. And if anyone wants to see it, it is on Apple TV plus. So that's my number two. Very nice. Brian Tyree Henry is kind of everywhere right now. And I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not yeah. mad at it. Yeah. yeah. What was the last one? Bullet train. I think. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. All right, Michelle, it's back to you. Back to me. Um, and I didn't really touch on it because I got so excited that I was going to be the first person to go this year. Um, but yeah, when I did my list, kind of the same, a little bit like David, I think basically I just write a list of all the movies that I see that I would even consider thinking, oh, just movies that basically I, I'm like, I saw it and I liked it. Write it down. And then from there, I just whittle it, whittle it away. So a lot of the films on my list this year are definitely like, it was based really on a feeling of how I felt after seeing the movie. Like, how did I feel? Did I, was I happy with this film when I was done viewing it? And that's really, that's really kind of, maybe not even happy. Just did I sit, did I see this movie and go, that was a good film? Like, was that my gut reaction? And that's really where my whole list lies basically this year. So my number two is. Number nine. Number nine. Because <laughs> oh, it's my second. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Going backwards from 10, my number nine film of 2022 is The Menu. Uh, comes from director Mark Myloid, I think. Mylod? Myloid? I think it's Myloid. Milo? Is that it? Could be. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> The Menu. Um, it's. The Menu is another film that I think is uh, only for, I think some people would like it, some people probably wouldn't, but it was different and unique and it kind of came out of nowhere a little bit and it really kind of leaves you guessing as to where this film is going to go at the very end, like just how exactly is it going to play out? And yeah, I, I, that movie ended and I was like, wow, that was a solid film. It was a solid story and I enjoyed it and I'm very happy with it so, yeah that i'm kind of surprised I, I thought you liked it but i didn't think you liked nice. it that much i think the more i thought about that film i think it just kind of got built i was like oh i am happy with this film i did like it like i'm looking forward to watching that film again right now nice. so yeah like that's what i'm saying mm. my list is basically available on hbo max for it, is. It, I is. Know, it just got dropped but because we've been focusing on watching new things in the last week or two it's right Rewatching film hasn't really been at the top of the list, so but it's it is now. It's a free for all now. <laughs> yeah, the menu. Very nice. <laughs> You're number nine. My the number menu. Nine. Yasha. Okay. Your number nine film of the year. Um, I did see. I did see the menu, and I, I actually really enjoyed that. I did I did see that too, Michelle. Um, but speaking of Bullet Train, um, mm-hmm. Bullet Train is my number nine. I mean, I really like the character that Brad Pitt played in this role. It kind of reminded me of the role that he played um, True Romance back in the '90s. Just very kind of loose, uh, aloof type of character, and I just thought it was a lot of fun. And there are so many stars in the film, and the, so much talent. Um, I just I really dug it. I just thought it was a great little action piece. Um, really funny. I've already watched it a second, maybe even three times since it's been available on video. I watched it on a plane and I watched it at home too. So uh, I didn't realize I liked it as much as I did until I uh, just had it again to kind of, you know, get a chance to watch it. So that's what my number nine is, uh, Bullet Train. Nice. Very nice. I like Bullet Train. I did too. It's a solid film. I'll go ahead and say it's not on my list, but I, I really, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Well, you saw more than me, so it was really out of maybe twelve movies. So, 
All right. Oh, is that me? It's yeah. you. It's my turn Back for my number nine. Yeah. Uh, my number nine film. Uh, I'll just jump right into it. This is for you, Yasha. <laughs> it's uh, it's Avatar: The Way of Water. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh, um, Jesus, <laughs> I'm logging off. <laughs> oh man, oh. you're walking out of my movie. Avatar: The Way <laughs> of Water. Well, we waited 13 years for this film to come. Uh, it kind of like how I said Babylon is an experience. Avatar: The Way of Water is a very different experience, but it is an experience in a movie theater. Um, you know, as we talked about in our, in our review here on the show, a couple episodes back, um, it, in my opinion is a film that if you should see it in a movie theater right now, if you haven't seen it yet and you should see it the right way, uh, you know, I mean, this is, it's shot in 3d, it's shot in high frame rate or a variable frame rate actually. Um, and the, the experience of seeing this in a movie theater was, I mean, really like nothing I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I've seen some other high, frame, high mm-hmm. frame rate films in a movie theater. This is by far the only one that I felt like worked and it worked really well. Uh, I have not had a chance to see this again, mainly because I've been trying to watch other movies I haven't seen before to kind of prep for this episode. Um, but I am hoping to make it back in a you know, I don't think it's leaving movie theater anytime really, really soon. <laughs> so I've got some time. I do want to go see it again, but uh, I think I think it was worth the wait. I I really enjoyed it. I'm not just saying too that this is just purely a visual experience and that the story, you know, isn't good. And I do think the story. I think it's a solid story. Do I think it's Shakespeare? No, but I really enjoyed it. I connected with these characters, especially considering there's a lot of new characters in this movie that are really the leads of this film that you know our leads from the first film kind of take a backseat kind of and and it works i i really really liked it so yeah it, it's and again just what this does with just the technology i think it i, I can't not put this on my list like it's i thought it was great so avatar the way of water it's my number nine nice <laughs> Come on, Yasha. David. <laughs> Yasha. Sorry. Oh, For those who Yasha. are listening, Yasha's hanging his head. He's got to look. Sad. Sad times for Yasha. <laughs> what were you saying, Bobby? David. Hey, no. I, 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 I feel a little totally disappointed in, in, in David. You, what? Year. What's that, bud? Um, What's that? Yeah. Uh, Number, number nine, he's already disappointed. You know, I'm, I, I will okay. co-sign on that. I'm this, disappointed too, David. Wow. No. <laughs> I guess Bobby thought no, it was going to no, be lower down. Not for the reasons you think. I, I, I'm disappointed. Well, not that. It's just that I figured, you know, every year we, we come into this not knowing each other's list. I don't know if we mentioned that, but we don't know what each other's top tens are. Right. I feel like this year... David is a walking billboard for a spoiler alert of what his probably mm. number one to maybe three movie. Of really? Yeah. Yes, be. I would agree with that. So I'm, I'm, I'm mad at that. But <laughs> sitting billboard. So. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sitting, <laughs> for anyone that can't. So you're, you're reacting not having anything to do with to <laughs> Avatar <laughs> as my number nine. You're just 
saying because of the hoodie I'm wearing. No, no, no. Gotcha. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. We shall see if it if it goes that way, but we'll see. All right. So my number nine actually has already been spoken about, and uh, Michelle mentioned it at her number ten. It's Triangle of Sadness. Nice. And I will say the reason this movie made my list it one because of the reasons that Michelle talked about in terms of the the class sort of clash between classes and genders and all that good stuff. There is a scene in this movie on a boat that made me laugh to tears because <laughs> mm. I could stop laughing at how crazy it was. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe everyone else might not uh, think of it that way, but it, it's definitely dark humor in, in, in a sense. Um, but absolutely, there's there's just a lot of themes going on within this movie. And there's this other character uh uh, in the movie that uh, I really felt like uh, really kind of stole the movie once mm. uh, she had a chance to shine. Um, but I, I won't say too much more because, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but it's definitely one people should check out and uh, prepare yourself for that boat scene. Yeah. I will. I will agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just can't talk about it. It's no. just, it's, you just have no. to yeah, I mean, I haven't talked about the movie. Yeah. I went into it blind, but I'm glad I went into it blind. I'll say that. Word. Cool. Anyway. All right, back to oh, it's back to me. Back so that to... was our first our first uh re- like repeat, like Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, for me, my number 8 film is The Northman, uh directed by Robert Eggers. Uh, this is a film that I was very eagerly waiting to see. Uh, one, because it just looked amazing from what I could see in the trailers. But then two, it's by Robert Eggers, which I wouldn't say he's like one of my favorite directors. Um, he's a hit and miss with me, but I was looking forward to, I was looking forward to this one and it didn't disappoint. It's grand and landscapey and cinematography and color is used heavily to denote mood and temperature of the the situation and there's a lot happening in almost every single scene on many levels and I, and I, I just I really enjoyed it it's it is a bit of a, it's a brutal film for many reasons but it's I just thought it was just executed so well. I just really, I really liked it. I liked the story from start to finish. I thought it was just, I don't know. It was, it was a pretty movie to watch. And I say that and it's graphic and rough, but it's, it just was, it was, it was just a, I don't know. It was a classic mythological old school once upon a time story that is not you know like a a happy fantasy story but it is a fantasy story and it is what tales are told through time and and yeah no it's it it was really good (laughs) i was very happy with it so the northman the northman your number eight film my number eight of the year Back to you, Yasha. You're number eight. 
Okay, well, I decided to go with uh, the nostalgic reach again, and my number eight is Top Gun Maverick. This movie turned out better than I thought it would be. Um, Tom Cruise is very bold, very brazen when it comes to his stunts, and I thought the the story held up. I thought it was a really fun story. I could actually sit and watch it again. Um, I haven't done so just yet, but... I really, really enjoyed it, and I was very happy with the outcome of what he did with the story because he did very much just kind of lean into what he had done before, but um, having everybody there with the nostalgic aspect of it just was a good time. So my number eight is Top Gun Maverick. Very nice. Nice. Number eight, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, I guess. (sighs) My God, Yasha. Oh, man, what? Oh. If that's your number eight, I can't wait to see what your number one is. <laughs> I would have figured with your list that that would have probably been like <laughs> high, wow. lower on the list, higher, higher, you say it, but really close to number one. We're there. So we'll see. I, I'm telling you, the list is bad this year, guys. It's it's really not great. It's kind of all over the place. So, um, yeah, there's going to be some shockers on here for sure. Um, but mm. then there's going to be some ones that are very predictable, I'm sure, mm. as well. Well, uh, I guess that means time for my number eight film of the year. And uh, I guess it's going to be um, another repeat. No. Uh, yeah, mine is also Top Gun Maverick is my number eight. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's go, David. Yeah. Let's go. Kick them tires, light the fire. Watch us have the same number one. Wrong movie. I believe in us. Um, anyway, Top Gun Maverick, <laughs> uh, another movie we've waited a long time for. Not not that we've been mm-hmm. like, I think I don't think everybody's been like, where is the Top Gun sequel? Like everyone's been doing with Avatar. Mm-hmm. But uh, this movie also another visual film. Really, I mean, when I was thinking about my eight and nine, I they were kind of like. They could, I, I could have swapped these two. It didn't. I, I don't know. I ended up. Oh, nice. <laughs> Keep oh. talking, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. I, I I was very happy with this movie. Um, seeing this also in a movie theater opening mm. weekend was one of those summer blockbuster movie theater experiences you don't get very often. I. I know. I think I remember saying it. I definitely hadn't had an experience like that since Avengers Endgame. It's not that a, that was been a while. not that that was that long ago, but you don't get mm-hmm. that very often with a, a, a full theater of people that are just so enjoying the movie and so vocal about it in a good way, not like an annoying, right. noisy way. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch this in a movie theater, and it's a lot of fun to watch at home. I've seen it at home once since. It visually, it is amazing. Um, and it's a, it's a great story. You know, the, the way Tom Cruise always tells it is that he, you know, he wasn't going to make the sequel until they had the right story. And if, if that's really how this went down, I mean, they, he, 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 he pulled the trigger on the right story. In my opinion, this really worked for me. So. Yeah. No, I'll pull the trigger. Oh, yeah, you like that? <laughs> well done. Yeah. It was just a fun movie. Like I'm with you on that, David. It's just like, it really just, I mean, I don't know. How I mean, I didn't really hear rumblings about a sequel until like 2000, I don't know, 12 or 13 that they were like really wanted to do one or people were pining for one. Mm. I think maybe when the Internet really started to get traction and get really, really big, they were like, yeah, we want a sequel for this because I don't remember really hearing that much of about a sequel. And 
then all of a sudden we started hearing it more and more and more and more. And I was like, is this something that people really want? And like you said, if Tom Cruise was like, if they wanted to do one and they just, he wasn't just going to do it just to do, but he actually had a good story. Bravo on the pick because what he chose was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, uh, David and Michelle saw this movie a year before 99% of the rest of the world did. That is, this very is true. true. We did. We saw. <laughs> we can admit for, that now. For those listening or watching and haven't heard the story, yeah, we, we had seen a screening of this film. In February. In February, right before the pandemic. Of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> which we couldn't talk about. And we couldn't talk about um, it. And we couldn't talk about it for so long. And, yeah. and then the movie got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back <laughs> because of the pandemic. So we couldn't talk about it. It was an unfinished film, but it was mostly done. I, I would mean, say 85% of it was done. It was mostly the CGI stuff and the, yeah. the dog fight scene stuff. Mostly the effects of that final yeah. scene that kind of, not no, yeah. no spoilers, but there's the final kind of yeah. mission, yeah. if you will. Uh, yeah, that, that there's a lot of effects there that weren't finished, right. but... Yeah, we, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Especially when you're doing a film podcast. It's really hard to not suck. <laughs> well, and it was like, you know, you're in the theater and you're basically signing a DNR at that point until the movie comes out and then you can talk about it, right? And so I'm like, I'm like okay, this will be out in a few months. No problem. And then <laughs> the COVID hit. And like, it was like, oh, wow, we're not uh. going to talk about this. Because almost immediately, Dave and I were like, it's not going to come out this summer. They're going to wait until 2021. Like, we just had a feeling. And then 2021 rolls around, and we're like, oh, dude, we're never going to get to talk about this movie. (laughs) So it was interesting to hold that one in for a long time. But then we went and saw it opening weekend. So, yeah. Anyways, Bobby. Isn't it NDA? Yeah. In, or NDA. You said to do not resuscitate, but it's fam- same thing. Yeah, I was like, they, kind of the they made you sign a thing that made you <laughs> say if you die, they won't, <laughs> they won't bring you back to life if I talk about that This movie, movie is so good, it might kill you. <laughs> I'm signing a DNR. <laughs> I mean, like, it basically NDA. is. It, like, it's basically yeah. what you're signing is an agreement to not talk about it right. until it's released. Yeah. and. We did not realize we were signing up for over a year and a half of not talking You're about right. that yeah. film. <laughs> so weird. It was a long time. Yeah. It was a long time. All right. So Bobby. my number eight is a movie that I don't know too many people have seen, but uh, it was definitely one of those movies that sat with me a while after seeing it. It was very disturbing and uh, a little bit... Um, just kind of like a, 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 a mind F kind of, of a movie. And it's called Speak No Evil. Mm. Now, I'll read the uh, tagline from IMDb because I don't really want to talk too much about the movie. It's one of those ones I really think that people should just watch and go in cold and not even really look at the trailer if they can avoid it. But the, the tagline from IMDb says, A Danish family visits a Dutch family they meet on a holiday. What was supposed to be an idyllic weekend slowly starts unraveling as the Danes try to start as, as the Danes try to stay polite in the face of unpleasantness. And yeah, <laughs> um, it, it, it's, it's definitely sort of in the vein of a maybe of a psychological thriller kind of movie, but it, it, it's 
it's very interesting in the the idea of um, if someone is doing something, and and the way society works a lot of times is that uh, you almost will bury your own feelings to not offend someone else, even though they may be offending you. It's like how far would you go before you actually say something, and and that's sort of the the general idea there but uh it was very good and i enjoyed it quite a bit so that is my number eight speak no evil and i'm sorry if you said this is it in theaters now or is there a way to stream it or it's streaming okay. yeah it's a, it's, like a, it's either or... um i think it was i want to say it was on prime prime video okay. uh, i don't even think you have to pay for it at this point um it might be one if you just have prime you can watch it if i'm not mistaken nice all right, what are we moving on to number seven? Back moving to my, on to number seven. Back to you, Michelle. All right. Well, it's a three-peat Top Gun Maverick. Directed by Joseph Kaczynski. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot to add to this. I mean, it's nostalgic. It's fun. It's, you know, I don't know, it just it stirs up a lot of emotions. You know, the original movie was something I saw when I was very, very young and, and growing up as a military brat. Like, it was just a movie that was kind of, I don't know, especially like in the summers, it just seemed to like always be on in the background. Like, I go to somebody's house and it was on. Like, it was just always a movie that I grew up with constantly and it just was kind of part of my childhood. And this movie, yeah, the story is, it's solid. Like, it's. it's not like it doesn't need to be like a really deep you know thing but it has its moments and it really I don't know it connects and it works it works really well it was I I really enjoyed seeing it in the theater for all the reasons David was saying to be with another with audience members that are they're we're all rooting for the, the home team here you know and we want everybody to live and we want this to work and and we got this. Go team, go, you know? And it just, all I can, I can only imagine that it was the feeling that it was like watching it, the original film in theaters back in the mm. mid-80s. It had to have been almost similar. I mean, it, and, and, and I was obviously too young to know, but yeah, like it's, it was fun. It was a fun film. Kudos to Tom for making it. Get it, getting it done. Honestly, it it was good, and it was solid. I'm glad we finally got to get it. Yeah. Nice pick, Top Gun Maverick, Top Gun number Maverick. seven. Back to you, Yasha. What is your number seven film of the year? I, I mean, as I look at it, I don't necessarily agree with what I put down here, but I'm going to go ahead and say it because I did write it. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> and my number my number seven is Uncharted uh, with Tom Holland, oh. Mark Wahlberg, Antonio Banderas. Um, yeah, it's re- it's stretching at that point, but it was, um, <laughs> you know, when I watched it, I thought it was fun. I thought it was funny. I like Tom Holland and uh, Mark Wahlberg's chemistry, even though the movie was pretty, pretty predictable. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I kind of hope that they do another one because it seems like they're setting it up for it, but I haven't heard any news about that. So if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, but whatever. I enjoyed the film. I thought it was fun. So I'm going with Uncharted. Hey, man, if you enjoyed it, right. that's all matters. 
Yasha, as much Thanks, trash I feel so as much better about you... that. I haven't seen it, so I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen that movie, to be clear. Wow. It's one of those things where I feel like Yasha talks so much trash about Warner Brothers DC. <laughs> and I don't know why you're giving Sony over here a pass with some of the movies they've been releasing with oh, Morbius, yeah. Uncharted, uh, uh, the other. Yeah, they're, they're all over the place, too. <laughs> so, yeah. But I mean, I don't expect anything to- from. Yeah, I don't expect anything from Sony either when it comes to what they're doing, especially with their whole Craven the Hunter story and stuff like that. I I expect it to be kind of dumb. Um, They're going to really try to hold on to some of these characters, and I think they're just going to fail miserably. Mm -hmm. Just like the um, – they really let me down with uh, Venom 2. I thought that was going to be a fun one, and it was pretty – pretty poorly done like it mm. was it was a, a it just seemed like a mistake like and it took me a minute to get used to the first one and i was like once i got into the first one i was like okay yeah, that was actually kind of fun i can see that and they set it up for an amazing story for the next one and it's like to reduce the character one of the most pivotal characters in the spider-man universe and his villains and carnage and stuff like that to what they did to it it's just it's just a shame it's just a shame Hmm. Kind of got sidetracked there. Sorry about that, David. By all means, let's hear what you're. Oh, number. yeah, that's right. I was about to say, that's Bobby, seven. but it's my turn. Um, <laughs> my number seven film uh, is one of the movies I saw more recently. Um, so I haven't had a chance to talk about it on the show yet. I will talk about it a little bit now, but it has also been brought up already. Uh, that is Triangle of Sadness. Um, <gasps> yeah, you liked it. Yeah, we. Have- <laughs> This is our our norm, Michelle and I. If we see movies together, even though it's like we're seeing movies that we may not talk for like about for a week because we're you know just prepping for the show. Yeah, we haven't talked about our thoughts on it. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked Triangle Sadness. Uh, like I said earlier, I went into this blind. I never saw a trailer for this. At least I don't remember seeing a trailer mm. for this. I remember you talking about it on an episode. I think you did, Bobby. I forget how mm-hmm. far back that was. Um, and I've, I was seeing it on some top 10 lists. Michelle, I know you wanted to watch it, so I was game. Yeah, I saw a trailer um, a while ago and was like, I wanted to see it, and it started showing up on lists, and I was like, oh my gosh, we gotta watch this. Yeah, so uh, it 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 made it into the uh, kind of uh, run of films I saw this past week, as opposed mm. to some other movies, which I, I still really want to see. But I'm glad I saw Triangle Sadness. It was it's good. It is uh, yeah the the middle act of this film is is oh, something. It's so <laughs> good. It's so good. Um, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all I can say, man. I mean, I don't want to talk spoilers, but my God, it is something else. <laughs> um, but I'm not. You know, this isn't just a great movie because it's like, oh man, it, it's going crazy places. It's it's a good story. Um, I, I really liked it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, you guys have already talked about it, so I don't know what else to add to this, but triangle mm. sadness, it's available on demand. I don't think it's on one of the streaming services yeah, right now. We, we just rented it. Um, no, not yet. You almost can't talk too much about it because it gets really spoilery. If you right. talk too much about it, like, I mean, all I can really say, like, I, I'm sure you guys agree. It's a three part film. 
I would say the first part, in my opinion, is probably the weaker part of the three parts. Man, that second part just drives mm. it home quick, and it's mm-hmm. it's just done. It's just enjoyable. It's an enjoyable. I will go as far as to say it's an enjoyable hot mess to watch. And mm. then that third mm. act really just slaps you across the face, but in a good way. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't talk about it because you just give away stuff. So it's just one of the movies. All I can say is, if you're into kind of random, so not in the Chris Rock type of way. It was, it was no, not in the Chris Rock. <laughs> no, not in the Will Smith okay. Chris Rock situation. That was a negative face slap. This is a positive face. Slap. Okay. I don't remember if we already mentioned. I think what because this film won. I think the Palm Dior at Cannes, right? Yeah, it did. Um, yeah. And it was the director, you mentioned his name. Ruben uh, Oslin. It's his, it's his English language feature film debut. Yeah. Because uh, I, I looked to see if there was anything I recognized that he had done before. And nope. Nothing <laughs> nothing that yeah. came to mind for me. But also all foreign language films. Anyway. Triangle Sadness. Not, not, all right. not so sad in our books. No. Uh, so, my number seven. If you had told me this was going to be on my top 10 list at the end of the year, I would have said, yeah, you're smoking something. <laughs> <You're crazy. laughs> and yet here we are. Uh, my number seven is a movie that sadly did not go to theaters. It went straight to streaming. And it was unfortunate that it did because it deserved a big release. And uh, it's turning red. Um, oh, wow. wow. What, what a right what a fantastic little movie this is Mm. i never would have guessed that i'd be into a movie about a young girl that uh turns into a big red panda when she gets too (laughs) excited Uh, but yet (laughs) that's the basic premise of uh, turning red and uh pixar it was pixar if i'm not mistaken yes Mm -hmm. it was pixar because all the pixar movies went straight to streaming and the disney movies went to theater um but yeah that's this one was more uh heartfelt and and back to form in terms of like what disney or what pixar does it's sort of reminiscent of a little bit of inside out and i just really had felt like it was it, it sort of had this very very good emotional core and the characters that they were the her her clique of friends all stood out as well and so i just really just had a good time with this movie and i'm i'm sad that they never released it in theaters and who knows maybe they'll do a sequel to it and we'll get it that in theaters but yeah really enjoyed it turning red all right that's a good one I'm I'm looking forward to next week when we talk about honorable mentions. Um, I think it'll mm. be fun. It's it's a pretty long list, actually. This mm-hmm. year was a See? good year. No, it's not just me. No, yeah. this there was some good films this year, and I think I I think our honorable mentions will reflect Absolutely. just how good this year actually really was. There's some disappointments too, which we'll go. We'll, we'll, we'll do disappointment, greatest disappointment. Yeah, we each pick yeah, one greatest we'll disappointment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll we'll all pick yeah. like a a pick single a most most disappointing film. But if you have any other disappointing yeah. films too, we can bring them up. But that'll be I'm next sure. week's episode. That's next week. Um. Yeah. Okay, so it's me again. It's you again. Your number six, number six. film. Man, we got to start. We're moving moving, we moving right moving. along. Okay. Number six is James Cameron's follow up to Avatar. It is Avatar: The Way of Water. 
Um, I'm going to try to go through this quickly. Uh, I never saw the first film until the week prior, actually less than a week prior to seeing The Way of Water in theaters. And as David said, it is no Shakespeare. (laughs) I think the scripts for the films are lacking, although I will say The Way of Water script is far better. Um, The storyline, though, in this, I think, is very, very good. Uh, And it goes with, I think it goes without saying, that the visually, the special effects, and the things that happen in this movie are, it's absolutely, it's it's movie magic. It is spectacular. It is a spectacle. You really have to experience it. You at least have to experience it in a theater. And if at all possible, somehow in 3D, it is... Just something to behold. It is an experience. It is, yeah, it just is what it is. And I thought the story was solid. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this far better than Avatar. I think even if I had seen Avatar when it came out, I don't think I could have placed that film in my top 10 that year, except for maybe at 10, based on effects alone. Because I I will say in comparison, I don't like the first one at all, really, in, compared to this one. So, yeah, no, Way of Water. My number six. I, I am shocked. If you had asked me 13 years ago if an Avatar film would ever be in a top 10 list of mine, that, I mean, that alone said, I mean, no, it, mine, it, like, I, I can't speak for everyone here, but it makes me happy that you. You enjoyed, enjoyed it enough it. to put this in your, your top 10 list. I enjoyed it. I really did. It surprised myself, honestly. It's moved around a lot in my list, I will admit. It even moved around just before this. Like, it and Top Gun were very back and forth. Right. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I literally have been going back and forth on it and Top Gun until literally been doing this. So, hmm. yeah. Nice. That's what I got. Avatar The Way of Water, you're number six, Yasha. I've, I've really let Yasha down. He's probably pretty hurt. <laughs> Come on, Yasha. Give us an Avatar repeat. You can do this. <laughs> oh, we can't hear you. Are you muted? Oh, no. Are you muted? I was. I oh. apologize. Um, oh, he was no, so, he was so I, distraught uh, over my choice. He muted himself. <laughs> I just... To, to avoid... And then you have the sound effects that were coming out on this end. Yeah, I did, <laughs> didn't hear There was a lot of... Psh, psh, oh, God, oh, yes. God. If eye rolls had a sound, going. huh? Oh, my God. It was, it's, it's a powerful thing. Um, all right. So what am I on? Six? Number so, six, man. I'm on, I'm on number six. Um, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this movie, and I want to say welcome back to this actor because I think he's been in the wayside for far too long. I've always enjoyed his work. I'm talking about the unmeasure, the unbearable weight of massive mm. talent. Bring it home, Nick Cage and Good Pedro choice. Pascal. Good choice. Such a fun movie. Such a fun movie. Um, it was ridiculous. It was over the top. I like it when actors play ridiculous over-the-top versions of themselves. I think that's a lot of fun. Um, But he did it very well, and it made him seem like he was kind of insane. And I dig that because I think he actually is kind of insane. Yes. From some of the reports that I've I've read about him and the interviews, and 
he he is he's definitely out there and i think um i think it's cool like i think i mean he doesn't do anything that hurts people he's just really a far out kind of guy and i love i really enjoyed this movie i thought it was a fun one and i definitely would recommend it to anybody who's a nick cage fan because you won't be disappointed that's another one i didn't get to see i wanted to see it but we we tried to kind of squeeze it in this week we tried squeezing it in earlier this year at some point i mean yeah it was more earlier this year but there's a lot and i do still want to watch it it's 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 on the list of to watch yeah it's it's a fun movie i think you david i think you'll really really like it it's it's been on a lot of uh top 10 top 15 top 25 lists quite honestly like if you go through the internet and kind of look at a couple of them it's it's on there it's it is solid i mean it's weird but it's so much fun yeah it's very Mm. fun all right i guess that means it's my turn is you my number six film um I'm I'm really happy that this was a a film I enjoyed <laughs> that was able to make my top ten list, um, and, uh, and what I mean is this is a, a director whose first film I loved, a lot of people loved. I was not a big fan of his second film, so I I was skeptical but hopeful <laughs> and and just really wanting to enjoy this, and I really really did. So, yeah, it's on my top 10, and that is Nope. Jordan Peele's Nope is my number six film of the year. Very cool. Um, Very cool. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that second film of his was Us. Uh, It just wasn't for me. And then I started to get worried, like, oh, man, are are we going to have a a situation where it was a director who really, he had, like, one great movie idea, and now maybe he won't make anything else that will stand up to that first (laughs) film. So I, I feel mm. like we've seen that kind of thing happen before and and seeing this movie, I'm like, no, that is not the case. Like he's a very talented filmmaker. Um and there's things about us that shows he's a very talented filmmaker, even if overall mm. I really didn't care for that movie. Um but Nope was was solid for me. I really, really liked it. Unfortunately, I've only seen it the one time. I've been looking forward to watching it a second time and I need to make that happen. But yeah. um I don't. I don't think it's on like a streaming service or anything right now. Uh, I think you can just rent it or buy it. Nope. As far as I know, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you can just buy it right now. Yeah. Yeah, but which is fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, you can rent it, and or you can buy it, and I I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it before. Uh, so, yeah. nope. Jordan Peele's third film, my number six film of the year. I really liked it. Nice snaps. Nice. <laughs> um, my number six. Okay, so back in 2022, if I'm not mistaken, there was a time when, when during the pandemic, theaters had closed and then they had reopened for a short time and then they closed again and then they reopened again. And I think this movie for my number six came out when they reopened again, because I just remember seeing it in the theater, having such a great time. And feeling like it was a nice welcome back to the theaters for a second time around, and um, um, Jackass Forever. Um, <laughs> if you've seen Jackass, you know what you're in for. And this movie didn't disappoint. I've loved all the other movies, and this this particular movie uh, is somewhat of a passing of the baton to a, a next generation of 
jackassers. I don't know what the plural of that would be. Jackasses. Um, so yeah, it, it's uh, it's just the, they're up to their normal shenanigans and, and tricks and and silly stuff. And I just really had a fun time at the theater watching this movie, and so did the crowd I saw it with. Everybody was very uh, into it because you get to watch a jackass. That surprises me, Bobby. That surprises me. But I, I mean, I enjoy. I saw Jackass Forever too, and I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious, but that surprises me. But I mean, a lot of times uh, our, our opinion really aligns a lot. Our opinion aligns very closely on just about everything, so I guess it shouldn't surprise me. <laughs> it's it's actually yeah. it's another film that has turned up on a lot of people's lists of of really? great films. Yes, I've seen it on at least mm-hmm. two that I've looked at, and then yeah. Was it on Ehrlich? Yeah, so we've talked. I think we talked about it on here before. David Ehrlich. I forget who he writes for. Is it the the rapper? Anyway, David Ehrlich every year does a top twenty-five list, and I I, this was like his number ten. It was like his number ten or something like that of his top twenty-five out of twenty-five. Yes. When I saw that, I was like, I mean, not to say every movie that's on every one of his lists. I'm like, man, these are all masterpieces. But I was like, really, Jackass Forever? I know, but then. (laughs) That's not I, something I would have expected to see on one of his lists. I wasn't expecting wow. either, but then I've seen it pop up on, I saw it on somebody else's list online and was like, like and I, when I say somebody else's list, it's another reputable like institution. Like, wow. And so, yeah, it's, you're, you are not alone at all, Bobby. Like, I think it is quite for good. sure thought I was going to be alone nope. in that pick because yeah. I haven't seen his uh, video yet. So I, I was mad. I'm surprised. But that's cool. It's cool to hear. I'm impressed with us. We are an hour in, and we are officially at the halfway mark. Hey, we're doing well, all right. We're doing great. Hey. I mean, we got this. We got this, but we, yeah. So, <laughs> number five, halfway mark. Woo-woo. Your number five, Michelle. My number five is from one of my favorite directors uh, since I was a child. He has been one of my favorite directors. Ooh, He's got a few misses, but only, but mostly they're hits. And my number five is Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans. Um, it is kind kind of like a biopic for him, kind of, sort of. Uh, it is based on his own life experiences. Uh, growing up, um, having his family uh, separate, um, and dealing with anti-Semitism in different places, and just his love and joy and passion of filmmaking. Uh, and I, pardon me is like maybe I'm spoiling it, but honestly, like all of this is available to the like anybody who knows mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg. This is the story of his life. Um, he reveals something in this film, which I won't talk about, that he's not really ever spoken about or really revealed, quite honestly, t- um, to like major outlets. But it was something that he decided to finally put down on um, to finally reveal, I guess, to a wider audience of people. Other than just uh, uh, friends. Anyways, um, no, I really liked it. I think Michelle Williams' performance in this is very good. I think, um, I don't know. There's a lot in here that I think is, it's just, it's textbook Spielberg. And I say that in a good way. Um, it is storytelling and it it, it is... Uh, the unfolding and yet still love of a family as you watch develop that is very something that you find comforting from a Spielberg film. 
so yeah, no, the Fablements, I thought it was quite good. The music is really good. The film story, all of it, it's quite nice. I, continue. I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised, but at the same time, I'm surprised. I, I had a feeling you didn't enjoy this as much as apparently you did. I, mm. I will say I did not enjoy this film as much as I thought I was going to. I still liked it. I think I thought I was really going to be like, oh my God, I love this movie. Hmm. I went into it thinking I was just going to be going, he hit it out of the park. I'm so connected. And I didn't have Hmm. that, but I definitely had a, I really enjoyed the way he's told his story. I feel like, you know, you get a lot of uh, his life experiences in a lot of his films, especially when it comes to divorce. You have it in E.T. and you have it in um, uh, First Contact, not First Contact. What is it? Uh, Close Encounters. Close Encounters. Yeah. You know, and it's a a topic that he talks about a lot. Um, Family dynamics, he talks about a lot in a lot of his films. And then there's the anti-Semitism, which obviously comes up in his films. (laughs) Um, I I don't know. It just, and it talks about kind of the passion he has. And I think that's something that everybody's known that Spielberg always loved it. But to really see kind of just how much it really was a thing for him even as a small kid, just really, I think you really understand it. And I just really like that glimpse into him. Well, I wanted to see it. I would recommend it. It was enjoyable. I wouldn't say it's one of his greatest films he's ever going to do, but it's, it's, it's a solid, solid film. All right. Yasha, your number five film of the year. Let's move this right along. Went a different direction than what Michelle did for her number five. <laughs> um, I went to this one, and it is probably one of the more disturbing films that I've ever watched. And I can't recommend it enough for people that really like that suspense, thriller, messed up type of movie. Talking about Barbarian. Barbarian oh. was a whole world of just mind. Beep, beep, beep. And I, uh, I really, I really dug it. Like I, I dug it. It was, it was, it's twisted. It's messed up, um, but has a wonderful ending. I thought it had a wonderful wrap up. I dug it. I dug it a lot. And yeah, I can't recommend it enough to to people. So if they like that suspense slash horror type uh, shocking film, like this will definitely give that to you. Another movie I want to see. I haven't seen yet. Yeah, that one looked good. I'm not, you know, I think man, it's I'm on, on scary movies. It's on HBO. That's how yeah. I watched it. I thought it was on HBO Max. I think we're, I think we're slightly losing Bobby, unfortunately. Oh no, oh, no. it's his turn too. No, no, oh, no, it's no, my it's turn. Your turn but we got, still. we got time to get Bobby back. Bobby. Dude, I think he's still there, but just breaking up a little bit. He's still there. He's just frozen. Uh, my turn. My number five film of the year, huh? Um, my number five film is uh, another film I just saw very recently. And it's another film that's also on HBO Max. Uh, that is uh, The Banshees of Ina Sheeran. Mm. Um, yeah, this is from, uh, what, writer-director Mark Martin McDonough, McDonough mm-hmm. I believe is how you say his name. Um, I mean, for those who aren't familiar with him, he previously did three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Did, One uh, of my favorites. I love that movie. Sorry. Um, Seven Psychopaths in Bruges. Um, he's also, for those who don't know, uh, a, a lot of his uh, career has been as a playwright 
And this is a movie, especially I feel like where that shows, this feels mm-hmm. like a play um, set on an island off the coast of Ireland in the earlier 1900s. I think it's 1923. like 1923, I thought. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, I actually also went to this pretty blind. I don't know that I had seen a trailer for this one either. I just went into it knowing that apparently it's pretty good. So, hey, I'll, I'll check this out. And I, I very much enjoyed this film. Um, it's a story about uh, friendship and loneliness and and just how to be with other people. And it, it is also a movie that it's it's told with the backdrop of the uh, the Irish Civil War going on. But at the same time, the kind of connection to that is not like kind of knocked over your head. It's it's well done. I, I don't know. I really enjoyed The Banshees of Inisherin, so that's my number five film of the year. Yeah, you you did you did seem to really enjoy that film. I could tell. Oh yeah. I could tell that it was it it brought joy to your life. Oh, joy to my life. And it's not a joyful film really, but it brought joy to your life. I mean it's a black comedy, really. It I mean is, it's it is a black so comedy, it's yeah. it's funny. I mean Oh it is. In it a has some good kind moments. of crazy kind of way, but it's it's a funny movie. There's a lot of laughs in it. Yeah. I mean it's also sad, but very good. Yes. Like I said, it's on HBO Max right now. If you have HBO Max you can check it out. I, I highly recommend it. I mean that director did three billboards, which is one of my favorites, and that's not really like a joyful film. <laughs> right very not joyful (laughs) on so many levels it's not joyful um but yeah it's one of my favorites actually bobby it's fucking great yeah fucking great great, (laughs) (laughs) all right Uh, my number five yes (laughs) my number five uh has been said multiple times so i'll just go ahead and say it it's avatar for all the reasons yasha and michelle mentioned or not Yasha, definitely not Yasha. David and Michelle mentioned. Uh, it's just such a great theater going experience, seeing it in IMAX, seeing it in 3D. Um, definitely a better story this time around, even though I am uh, on record as saying I really enjoyed the first Avatar movie. This one, I feel, tops it and just really immerses you into that world. And I am so glad that James Cameron did make money with this movie, almost approaching the two bill mark. And so we will be getting more Avatar and I'm looking forward to it. Nice. One more person to go. Oh, <laughs> they put this on their list. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, yeah. Where, where are we? I'm sorry. Right, we, are, we are at number four, Michelle. Number four. Cool. This might surprise David that this movie is where this movie is on my list. Ooh, now I'm curious before you even say it, what could this possibly be? I think you're going to be like, what? Huh. Um, it's a recent watch. Okay. Uh, it's a good one, though. Uh, it's uh, director Todd Fields, Tar. Um, mm. Yeah, I know David and I haven't talked about it. Uh... It's this movie. It is watching the beautiful, disgraceful descent of a monster. Basically, Um, a monster who is played by Kate Blanchett, 
who's one of my favorite actresses. Uh, she embodies this character, and it's just it's it's a it's a lovely um, tearing apart of a person. It's it's to watch this film. It, it oh, it's it's hard to to talk about, I guess, in some ways. But um, no, this the storyline of this character, of this maestro, of this person who is so so capable and skilled to to see them believe their own press and let their ego ride and not recognize the person they've turned into and then to watch it all fall apart it is it is a ride but it is done so 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 well and i mean obviously the score is absolutely amazing i feel like that should go without being said because of what the topic is and well i should say the setting of the film um no this movie is moving and disturbing and wonderful all at the same time <laughs> wonderful to see the destruction to see it un- unravel but yeah that would be my number four tar number four tar i'm curious you say i would be shocked because it's so high or so low like I, would you consider this low i would i would think that you would think i would have had it within my top three. Oh, okay Okay, I, I was curious what you meant, but I, I actually Sorry. really wasn't sure if either way. If I even had it on the list. Right, I mean, maybe. It is a device. It can be a divisive film, I guess, to some people. I mean, any film, I guess, would be. But yeah. this this is a film that's pretty well received. Oh, overall. gosh. This movie. It's, I mean, it, yeah. No, it's, it's really. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Tar, your number, number four, Yasha. Your next, your number four. Again, film. I went a different direction. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, very much so, but my number four is Violent Night. Just released this Christmas. I to see that. It was so fun. I had some friends kind of try and argue the fact that it's better than Die Hard, the very first one, and well, I couldn't, I couldn't disagree with them more. <laughs> Bobby's eyes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I looked over. What and happened? Saw his eyes when you said that somebody said it was better than Die Hard. <laughs> oh, did Bobby's eyes get really wide? Oh yeah, like they were very wide. Yeah. They were like this. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 What? That is a statement. Unfriend these people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he. He doesn't know what he's talking about a lot, and, and he's like, "Oh, it's my new favorite. It's my new favorite Christmas movie. It's better than Die Hard." And I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And he's just, he's like, "It is. It's just so amazing." And I'm like, "Okay, well, we're done talking about movies. Like, when people get that stupid. There's no reason." I mean, I enjoyed it, man, but, but really, yeah, but yeah. As of this year, it's number four on the list, just because it was fun. It was exciting. It was funny. Um, it, it was just it was it was a cool, weird movie. It was a very weird movie, but it was definitely enjoyable. And honestly, it may even make a rotation for a Christmas movie for a couple right. of years because it was that kind of weird and that kind of interesting. Like, yeah, David Harbour is, is fantastic in it. John Leguizamo is really good in it too. 
Um, and it even fills you with like the Christmas spirit, which is the weirdest fucking thing to say <laughs> when you watch the trailer and you see the movie. You're just like, oh, that was really sweet. And, you know, yeah, I believe in Santa, too. He can come and save me and kill people. So it's like, great. You know, like, what? Right. But what they did to rewrite kind of like the Santa Claus story and, and make it a little interesting, it was it was super fun. So, yeah, it was definitely cool. Another movie I still need to check out. Yeah, but. it looked like fun. Yeah, it does. Violent Night. For sure. You were number four. Oh, wait. That means it's my turn. Number four. My number four film, huh? Um, I don't know. Some people might be surprised where this is on my list. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Um, is this the Billboard movie? Right. Is this the Billboard movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, this this might be the Bill Moore movie. My number four is the Batman. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, I am an unabashed huge Batman fan in general. I, um, I I have basically. I mean, I'm not saying I've loved every Batman film that has come out, but you know, all the different various Batman franchises have all been great in their own ways. And then I feel like every time we get yet another iteration of Batman, it's like I feel like the 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 diehard comic book fan of Batman that I am as a kid or was as a kid, like sees that we just keep getting closer and closer to the Batman I've really, really wanted to see on screen. And and this is is right up there. Like it's it's almost perfect. <laughs> and mm. Matt Reeves uh is an incredible filmmaker <laughs> who uh uh, directed this film um it it the uh, it, it's not just a general normal comic book film for sure comic book film for sure it, it this is a piece of art in my opinion and i i very much love the batman so it was it was exciting <laughs> to see i am excited to see more of this um I and part of me is like, man, why are we making the second film yet? And then the other part of me is like, you know what? You know, you take your time and do what you got to do to make it perfect. That's what you do with the first film. Do that with the second film, whatever. I don't care. I'm just, I'm, I very much liked the Batman. So that's my number four film of the year. Nice. My, nice. my billboard okay. as I'm your, wearing a Batman your hoodie. Billboard, yeah. Batman hoodie. Nice hoodie. All right. Perfect, though, David. Perfect. It was perfect. I mean, I said I don't. It's it's, it's pretty. Princess, it's solid. It's fucking good. I don't know. Like, I. It was solid. I'm not. I mean, maybe I wouldn't say it's like. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's pretty solid. I would say that my perfect Batman movie would be the day that they actually make Batman the most interesting character in a Batman movie. Typically, it's still usually the villains that seem to grab the spotlight to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get it. I get why that typically is. But yeah. Um, so on to my number four. Your number four. Uh, actually, it's been said already. And it's Barbarian. And I will mm. echo a lot of the thoughts that Yasha said. This is a fantastically twisted film. And I, I love it for it. And it's just one of those movies that is also working on a, a couple different layers. And it, it's very clever in the way that it presents its story. Um, won't say more than that other than <laughs> go check it out. I think we already said it's on available on HBO Max or one of the streaming services. So 
number four, Barbarian. Nice. Very nice. We are we're in the top three. We're in the top three. Yeah. <laughs> this work is good. All right. All right, Michelle. All right. Your number three film of the year. My number three. And I feel like I'm going to hear it from Yasha when I say it. But my number three is the is Batman. Avatar again? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the, the Batman. Batman. So good. I listed Avatar twice. I listed it twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think the Batman is, is quite excellent. Uh, <laughs> it is a damn solid film. Um, mm. Matt Reeves did a, a spectacular job. He took his time. He did not rush on this, and it shows. He is he has infiltrated every angle, every facet of this film, from the the way it looks, the coloration, the angles of things, the 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 music that's in there, just the sound effects alone, like the work that went into just literally making. The, the Batmobile sound the way it does. And I hate to even call it the Batmobile. <laughs> it's like the Bat Tank. The Bat badass car that it is. You know, the Bat muscle car. The muscle car. So it's, mm. it's, it's a pretty sweet car. <laughs> but the, the levels that go that he took into this film, it just it shows. It oozes out of this film. It's, it is so well done. And it's such a, the story unfolds in such a great way. It it's can't take your eyes off of it. So good. I it is yeah, I mean, you know, we got the Dark Knight series and I thought that was excellent. I did not think we'd have a film that could make Batman better and then we have this and it's even more enjoyable and yeah. I I I thoroughly love this film. It was definitely one of my favorites of this year for sure. Like hands down. One of my absolute favorites of this year. Very good. Nice. Very nice. No. Trying to think. I, I think I know what your number one film is. I don't know that I know what your number two film is. Mm. <laughs> and I feel like maybe I'm just drawing a blank. Like I'll be like, oh yeah, that. Like, I'm just oh, forgetting yeah. it. But again, I would say my my theme this year is definitely like, was I happy with this film? Mm. In, at the end, like, was I? It's. It's funny that David feels like he knows Michelle's next two. I wonder if Michelle thinks she knows David's. Well, next I know, two. I know her next the, the and, number one, but I don't know her number two. I don't. I, oh, okay. I, but anyway. I feel like I at least know Yasha's number two or or one of his next ones. I know. Sure, I, I know think. two of David's next three. Hmm. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. All right, Bobby, you want to take a shot? Go ahead and give it a shot. What do you think my number three is? No, not your number three. I know one of the ones in your top three, I feel like I know. But I don't know where Where you placed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I know two of David's three, but I don't quite know exactly where he's placing it. Because I feel like he could wild card me on something. Hmm. All right. Well, let's just get into it. Like, let's keep this Let's do this. Number three. Keep this rolling, because I'm... I'm excited to see everybody's as well. My number three is is a little movie called Prey. Ooh, nice. Um, the Predator mm. movie. Thoroughly enjoyed that. I thought Bobby and I talked about this a little bit as well. And it was very much in the cuff of like the old school Predator movie. Uh, the very first one. I thought it was a fantastic film. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it did the 
the creature, the alien, some justice. Um, I would love to see more stuff like this um, when it comes to the Predator. So I really liked it. Maybe not so much as a period piece, but it was definitely enjoyable, and I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. And I mean, I could probably sit down and watch, kind of watch it again too. I don't know how you know much I pay attention to it, but it's like it's it's good enough that I would I would definitely recommend somebody to watch. Yeah, that one's another one that's been on a lot of people's lists, and sadly, Dave, I that that is it. one of the more it tragic ones that I haven't tragic. seen. I, I'm shocked oh, myself. That I'm I still surprised not you Brad. have not seen yeah. that. Yeah, wow. I, I am too. It's, it's, so dis- good. it's disappointing. <laughs> it's so I'm disappointed good. in us so myself. Yeah. Like honestly. Oh man. Yeah. I, I thought you had so seen good. it. Oh man. Okay. All right. So sad. Anyways. It's no excuses. No, no. We're we're shamed. We hang no. our. I'm ashamed of myself. We 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 said at the top we didn't get to see everything no. as much as we wanted to. So if we it's had all a, good. If we had a Charlie Brown paper bag, we would be wearing it. <laughs> That's true. I got a rock. Uh, so my number three film, huh? Uh, my mm-hmm. number three film. I'm, I'm curious what you think. Two of my number th- the top three are Michelle. <laughs> I've, I've already mentioned um, one of the two. My number three film is The Fablemans. Oh, this was the one I was not sure about. Wow. So now you know all three is what Now I know all three, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was unsure where you were on this uh, when we watched it. I loved The Fablemans. Really? Um, and... I don't. I know I'm not alone in this. I back at, you know after West Side Story. I don't know when it got announced that he was doing a film that was going to basically be kind of a, a story of his childhood and about his parents. I kind of was like, huh? Like, seems a little self-serving. Like, like really, mm. he's making his own film about himself. Like, I don't know. Right. Like, I was like, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I little, mean, but if meta. anybody should and could, it, it is him. I right. But I mean, my first reaction, I'm like, I trust in Steven Spielberg, but this seems a little odd to me. Um, and then I saw this and I loved this movie. Um, and no, a lot, you know, in a lot of ways, maybe it's not like a realistic maybe telling of his story, but at the same time, it's a movie called the Fablemans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not called the Spielbergs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I, there's, I think there's a lot of reasons he and his co-writer and I'm, was it Tony Kushner? I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah. uh, specifically did the, the creative things they did with the story and, the th- and it's just so Spielberg. I love, I mean, Obviously, I have a lot of love for certain directors, but you know, when I think about my life, and if if you could go, what director was like, basically the director so far that was really like that kind of defined the era of films during your life? It's Steven it's Steven Spielberg. Right. I mean, like mm-hmm. he he's incredible. No, he's not perfect. He's he's directed a couple films that aren't great, but yeah. who is? I mean, but anyway, like the Fablemans, it's. I what this movie wasn't sh- super long, but it wasn't short. It was like two hours. It was right or? on two, two, two hours, ten minutes or something. It was right. It wasn't bad. And honestly, like it ended, and I was like, "Oh man, it's over." I'm not. I know. I was I'm, kinda, I was I'm not. Like not. <laughs> didn't even cross my mind like what time it might be. I mean, actually, I think what it was is. We had, you know, we watched this at home and, you know, we had to pause it for mm. some reason to let the dog out or something. I could see there was like 30 minutes left and I'm like, what? Really? 
Like, that's it? <laughs> that's awesome. Like, and when it ended, I was like, oh, man, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I was loving this this experience. Um, no, I, I, I very much enjoyed the film. For, for someone who was very skeptical, at least upon a first hearing about this idea, I, I, I'm sold, thought it was great. Um, Fablemans, that's my number three. Yeah, nice. Do you know what his next project is? I think he, it's been It's been announced. I, I've, now yeah, I don't remember. I've, I've seen what it was, but I can't remember now off the top of my head. I believe it's Bullet. Uh, the old Steve McQueen movie. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that I believe could be that's really what good. I mean, the thing with Spielberg is uh, no, no, no director is going to want to have hits 100% of the time. But I will tell you, Steven has nine out of 10 of his films are good films. <laughs> he might have one that's, yeah. a, you know, you go, oh, but God, nine out of 10 films ain't, ain't bad, guys. Like, <laughs> it's, he is. He defines, I think, movies in our time. Like mm. his his films are the ones that made me fall in love with films. Mm. Right. Yeah, it's evident one when of the you first see the movies movie. that I remember seeing. I'm oh, sorry, God. No, you go ahead. I, one of the first movies that I remember seeing in the theater was E.T. Yeah. Like, I mm. mean, that's one of the first films that I remember seeing. I, I mean, I actually remember what they were. It was like one of them was Annie, the very old school musical one, mm-hmm. um, Back to the Future, and E.T. Those are the first movies that I remember watching in the movie theater. That's, yeah, yeah. I definitely yeah. remember seeing those. It, he, and there's a scene. Oh, go ahead, Michelle. I'm sorry. I was just going to say he is ingrained in our film DNA for our generation, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And. In this movie, in The Fablemans, there's a scene that's just completely heartbreaking as you watch it. Oh, yeah. and it's just like, oh, boy, it gets you. Pulls yeah. you. There's, there's a couple <sighs> All right. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Bobby. So my number three, I'll make this quick because it's already been mentioned three other times. And it's Top Gun Maverick. Uh, again, for all the reasons that everyone has said. Uh, I mean, this movie fires on all cylinders. It's just Tom, Tom Cruise at the top of his game i mean it, it's it's just a movie that is just so good to watch in the theater as david mentioned it, it, just seeing it uh on the big screen and, and the sounds and and just the way that this movie was shot you really feel like you're in the cockpit of the of the the planes and just i don't know you just come out of that movie feeling good uh when you see it and just an enjoyable experience at the theater all around so number three for me is top gun maverick very nice. Moving on to number two, Michelle. Mm, I'm curious to figure out what David thinks. I don't. I don't know what number two is. I mean, I'm unless unless really what I think is your number one, your number two, and then I have no idea what your number one. Yeah, is. I was gonna say. How I mean, do you know? I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> confident the one I know is her number one. Uh, I'm pretty pretty confident on that one. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I also feel like I'm just kind of having a brain fart, and you'll like, you'll say number two, and I'll be like, oh yeah. So I know it's really stupid, but I have this notebook, right? This notebook, and I use it for I've used it for every top ten show we've ever had that I've been on. So it's like I can look back and see what oh, nice. I loved. I can look back and see what I didn't see. Honorable mentions, biggest disappointments. I have That's it all cool. written down. 
So I was just looking back because I wanted to see if I could find, if I real quickly could look where I found this director's uh, directorial debut was that year on my list because I know it was definitely in my top 10 list. But my number two is Jordan Peele's Nope. Wow. Dude, this movie. Wow. I love it. I never would have guessed. Really? <laughs> nice. No, oh, no. I wow. loved this movie. Like, I went in it super skeptical because, like, David, mm. us just didn't quite hit the, the same way that Get Out did. Like, I remember I wasn't. I don't even know if I would say I was really disappointed in us, but I was definitely kind of like, okay, his sophomore one is a little, little rocky. But dude, nope, just oh, it did not disappoint at all. It's just so good. It like it delivers. It is from start to finish. It is executed so well. The story, just all of it. The act, like I can't. I could just gush and gush and gush. Like, there's so much I like that, but I also can't talk too much about it because if people haven't seen it, it would spoil a lot. Um, yeah. Please go see Nope. Or please watch Nope because at this point, you, you can't really go to a theater to see it. But, mm-hmm. oh, it, God, oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's in the genre of the film that it is in. Um, I guess maybe I could probably safely say it's it's basically an alien film, it's an extraterrestrial film. I mean, that's in the trailers. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an extraterrestrial film. It's probably one of my favorite extraterrestrial films. Like, it's so good. Oh, my God. I just... I'm so happy with this film. Like, the ending, like, the the subtext to it, like, the... Like, it's just... It's good. I was so hell impressed. I mean, like, I'm not a person that, like, wants to clap in a theater, but I almost stood up and clapped. It was... That was so good. I was so happy with it. I remember walking out just being like, yeah, Jordan, you did it. Like, I was like, you did it again, man. You go, ugh. And so now I just, I can't wait to see more from him. And I'm, I'm, I have a feeling I'm not going to be too disappointed. I'm actually listening to the podcast that he's doing with uh, Monkey Paw right now. Um, and it's really, really good. It's it's really enjoyable. I uh, the, my only problem with it is there's just too many um, advertisements. Otherwise, it is a really good podcast, and I would highly recommend people uh, check that out. But yeah, Jordan Peele, you knocked it out of the park, baby. You did it. Hmm. You son of a gun, you did it. Anyways, <laughs> All that's right. my number two. Nope. Yasha, your number two film. Well, I've really wanted to see Nope, and I've just been dragging my feet on it, so I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet, but I'm looking forward to doing it. My My number two film, my number two film is Glass Onion, A Night's Out Story. (laughs) I really. (laughs) That is a divisive film in this house. Really liked it. I've heard heard that you guys were not biggest fans, Um, but I liked it. I thought it was fun. I like the murder mystery idea and watching things kind of unfold, albeit this one was a little bit predictable when it came down to it, but I really enjoyed this movie. Very nice. Class Onion, number two. My turn. Mm-hmm. My number two film of the year. Uh, apparently, Michelle knows what it is. Um, 
You seem pretty confident. I, I don't know which order it is in. Oh, really? I know what they are, but I don't... I, no, I think I know what your number one and number two is. I think I know the order. All right. Yeah, my number two film has been mentioned before. So far, it is Tar. Um, Kate Blanchett is ridiculously good in this movie. So I mean... Again, no spoilers, but like it's like the first scene she's doing uh, an interview, kind of like a panel interview, not a panel, but an interview. And just even like the movie had barely started and I'm listening to her dialogue and I'm just like this woman is just it's ridiculous. She's ridiculously, she's good. ridiculously talented. That's why she's one of my favorite actresses. Yeah, it's amazing. It's almost not right. Um <laughs> But the movie's fantastic. Of course, coming from someone, I mean, I, I was a, a music major for a time in college. Uh, there was a time I thought I was wanted to have a career in classical music and have a deep love for that genre of music and that world. And so right there, I'm immediately like, hey, I want to see this. And for those that don't know and have watched this trailer maybe and haven't seen the film, you might watch this trailer and think that this is a biopic about a true actual conductor. That is not the case. This is not a real person, uh, Lydia Tarr. Um, but the, the movie's pretty fantastic, in my opinion. Again, her performance is just off the charts good. Um, I would see it alone just for that, but the movie, the story is quite good. Yeah. It's a story, like you said, Michelle, about the, the fall of, of a monster, but you, you could, I think you could also say it's also about what power does maybe mm-hmm. to a person to create that monster, not, not to create it, but to, to bring it out, to feed it. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And also, uh, I you know, sure, it's got it's a movie about classical music, so I expected it to have great music in it and for the movie to sound good. I'll be honest, though, like, you know, I I was shocked how good of a Dolby Atmos mix it was. <laughs> like, Dude. this movie sounded so good in a good Dolby Atmos surround mix. Like, uh, I was pretty shocked at some of the scenes where I was like, oh, wow, I can really hear that up here. Like, <laughs> like it was it was great. Um, but yeah, and there's definitely scenes where uh, you do feel like you are sitting in the middle of the orchestra hearing this music. It's it's pretty great. Great mix. Great movie, great performance by her. Tar. Um, it it more recently is available as a cheaper rental. Uh, this was a movie that for a while you could rent it, like while it was in theaters, because it didn't get, I think, a huge wide release. Mm-hmm. But you could rent it for like twenty dollars. But now you can rent it for a more reasonable amount of like five bucks or something like that on most like, services. I think it's like six, yeah, five or six dollars. So. Mm-hmm. That's Tar. I highly recommend it. My number two film of the year. My my only regret on that film was not seeing it in the theater. Yeah, yes. I would agree. You know, that movie's interesting. I, I had a chance to watch it as well. And while it did not make my top ten, um, I realized after watching that movie and seeing Kate, Kate Blanchett's performance that I have a, a limited pool of actual movies she's been in that I could compare it against. Mm. I can only think of two other movies really that I know that she's been in uh, that I've seen. Well, maybe more than two, but but one's a series, which is the Lord of the Rings series. And then also um, 
Thor Ragnarok. And I was like, I don't know that I've seen Kate Blanchett in a lot of her own actual movies. So I was like, hmm. huh, I might have to dig into some of her catalog a little bit more to see some of her other performances. Because I've always known she's a great actress, but I don't think that I've seen enough of her own solo starring movies to really have a, a better gauge of how good she was in this one, even though she is really good in it. I'll send you a list. <laughs> All right. Sure. All right. Uh, with that let me get to my number two movie my number two movie i freaking love this movie and i've seen it pop up on a few people's lists and i'm so glad that it has because um this movie to me represents one of those old school action movies that you just don't see anymore um and the the people within this movie worked really hard to do the action themselves as much as possible and uh it was just fantastic i've seen it twice in the theater so that just tells you a little bit how much i enjoyed that movie and it's the woman king starring viola davis and uh fantastic it's like it's it's basically like um a real life version of the dora milaje these this group of women are in Africa that uh, are these warriors for a tribe, and yeah, they sort of messed around with the the truth and the reality of it, as movies tend to do. But it's just such a good action film, and um, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. So I don't know if it's available on any service for streaming. I don't think so yet. I think it's still just rental, but. If you have a chance, check it out because I, I don't think you'll be disappointed at all. That is another film I really wanted to check out this year. Yeah. But I get to watch it before this month, so yeah, I can see it. Yeah. All right. It is time. Mm. We are now down to our, our number one films of the year. Bobby, you look like you want to say something. Yeah, I was going to say since, uh, you know, we're down to our number ones and there are some audio listeners out there, maybe we should do a quick recap of our uh, 10 through 2 and um, before we get to the number one as we go around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Michelle, All right. your number 10 was Triangle of Sadness. Number nine was The Menu. Number eight, The Northman. Number seven, Top Gun Maverick. Number six, Avatar The Way of Water. Number five, The Fablemans. Number four, Tar. Number three, Avatar The Way of Water. I mean, The Batman. <laughs> <laughs> number two, Nope. What is your number one film of the year? My number one film. Will I be shocked? <laughs> you are not going to be shocked at all, David. Zero shock factor for you. Uh, is there a possibility, by the way, that like maybe three of us have the same movie as our number one? I'm wondering. I have a feeling. I'm pretty sure. This might. This we might have a a, a, tie, a three three way number one here. Or all four of us. I don't know. Maybe, I, I don't know if all four know. of us have seen it. But. But it. it you no, know, I already know Josh is number one. You know what's funny is, is this movie is from uh, some directors that if you had told me years ago when I watched a certain music video of theirs, <laughs> I would have a film as my number one. film film of the year i would have laughed in your face my number one film is everything everywhere all at once directors dan kwan and daniel scheinert 
I think I'm not saying that right. I can never say his last name quite right. The Daniels. The Daniels. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, it's like, oh, this film is, it's a lot. And it's, it's, it's a lot, but in a good way. Um, it takes place. There's a metaverse. It's about family. It's about hope. It's about just so much. It's about everything. <laughs> it's about everything everywhere. It's about <laughs> so many great things. And it's just, it's a fun film. It's a fun one to watch. It's silly. It doesn't take itself too, too seriously. Um, but there's a lot of heart. Uh, the performances in this film are spectacularly good. Um, literally from just absolutely everybody that, that's that's in this film. And last night at the Golden Globes, it, it reflected. And I think it was all well-deserved for those awards that they got. I... I, I I cannot promote this film enough for people to watch. And I know some people are going to watch this film and for a little while while they're watching it, they're going to say, what, what am I watching? What is going on? And all I can tell them is just hold in, hold on. It's going to take you on a ride. And that ride is going to pay off so much at the end. It just fills your heart. It's just so good. Yeah. I don't know how this movie could not be my number one for this year. It is quite good. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Your number one film. I had a feeling. I had a feeling too. You know, it's and it's a film that came out back in like March. March, yeah. You know, this Mm -hmm. is a film that came out months ago, and it still resonates. And I cannot wait to watch it again. Like it's so good, so good. Yasha Wilson, your Top 10. Top 10. You had Jurassic World Dominion as your number 10. Moving on to Bullet Train. Number eight was Top Gun Maverick. Number seven, Uncharted. Number six, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talents, which I couldn't fit on the screen. It's too long of a title. Number five, (laughs) Barbarian. Number four, Violent Night. Number three, Prey. Number two, Glass Onion. Yasha, what's your number one film of 2022? Bobby, what's my number one film? Wakanda forever. You said you know it. <laughs> What's that? I said it. I said Wakanda forever. No, no, that's that is not my number one. My <gasps> number one film. My number one is oh, uh, Doctor Strange: okay. Multiverse of Madness. Wow. wow! I never would have guessed that. Never. I never would have guessed that. Yes. Doctor Strange: <laughs> Multiverse of Madness. Yes, that was my number one. That is my number one. Thoroughly enjoyed the film. The direction that they're taking with some of the characters. Love Benedict Cumberbatch. The Scarlet Witch was a next level evil being and it was a lot of fun to watch i've watched i think this movie maybe two or three times maybe excuse me maybe even four but that is my number one is dr strange i'm here for it all like can't wait to see what they do next uh it's such a fun character so many possibilities and yeah so that's why i chose dr strange over uh, wakanda forever Nice. It is a a Marvel horror film. I love it. It's good. No, it's good to hear. I mean, I feel like Doctor Strange has gotten some love in the world. It's also gotten some hate, like that third Mm -hmm. film, like or second. Based on expectations. Um, Yeah, Yeah. I I really enjoyed it. 
it's not my top 10. Obviously, or, well, I shouldn't say obviously. I haven't said my number one yet, but it's not my top yeah. 10. Um, but I really liked it. I'm glad that's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad it made the list. Yeah. My number one. Um, I guess I'll go through my list. Uh, my number 10 was Babylon. My number nine, Avatar The Way of Water. Number eight, Top Gun Maverick. Number seven was Triangle of Sadness. Number six was Nope. Number five, The Banshees of Inishirin. Number four, The Batman. Uh, number three, The Fablemans. Number two, Tar. Uh, my number one film, not going to be a shock, is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Um, like you mentioned, Michelle, this came out uh, early in the year back in March. And I think I remember saying on the podcast, I was like, if this movie isn't my number one, (laughs) when we do our top 10 show months from now, I am very curious to see what movie is going to be better than this film. Like, and I can't wait to see it. Um, And I saw some great films recently and it had been so long since I'd seen everything everywhere all at once. And then, you know, you're seeing recent stuff and there was a part of me that's like, is it still my number one? And I had to rewatch it. I actually rewatched it yesterday and I'm glad I did. It's so, so good. Um, and it's also like you, you could watch, I remember seeing this trailer by the way. Um, and thinking, man, it's an A 24 film. It looks fantastic. Um, but man, it looks like it could also just be a mess. <laughs> Like it's trying too hard to be just like crazy and, and it so easily could be a mess. And these, these filmmakers are do such a good job of taking a movie that should, could so easily be messy and making it coherent and making it where there's not like terrible exposition to make it coherent. It, but you, it makes sense. You can watch this film. I feel like anybody can watch this film and know what is going on here and and it not be told in this boring way to explain everything um and it's everything that you said about it michelle already it's there's a lot of heart and just love in this movie and uh i'm very happy for michelle yo oh yeah that it sounds like she was super happy to make this film and uh, after reading the script and it, it's it's fantastic if you haven't seen this film yet I mean, can't recommend it enough. Everything, everywhere, where, everywhere, all at once is my number one film of 2022. Well, guess it leaves me, David. <laughs> it does leave you. Uh, what's David? What's Bobby gonna say? Gonna go through your list. Your number ten was Causeway. Number nine was Triangle of Sadness. Number eight, Speak No Evil. Number seven, Turning Red. Number six was Jackass Forever. Number five, Avatar The Way of Water. Number four, Barbarian. Number three, Top Gun Maverick. Number two, The Woman King. Bobby, what is your number one film of 2022? Uh, I will not drag this out. I'll just go ahead and say it. It's everything, everywhere, all at once. And uh, reasons, uh, same as you guys. And I remember seeing this movie... um, I wanted to see it in a, in a special way because, I, as you said, David, the trailers that came out and I just remember seeing like, okay, I really want to watch this movie. And one of the theaters I had never had a chance to visit at the time uh, was one that I'd heard so much about. And it's the theater in Burbank, the AMC Burbank. 
and they have the Batman statue outside uh, for anyone that's mm. familiar. And so I went there and it was in the IMAX and I couldn't have seen it with a, a, a better crowd. It was just so lively and everyone was just in just in awe of that movie as they should be. It was just such a visual treat and the story and Kiwi Kwan just being able to be back in a movie since seeing him back in the days of the Goonies and uh, Indiana Jones movies. It's just like, that's such a good heartfelt story of his. But meanwhile, Michelle Yeoh just getting her just do as well in this movie. It's just fantastic. Jamie Lee Curtis does great work as well. And it's just, I, I think I saw this movie twice in the theater and then I believe I did steal still end up watching at least one other time at home. So yeah, there's no way this movie wasn't going to end up being my number one for the year just because of how much I enjoyed it. And I remember even when we talked about it on the podcast, how much I I was gushing over this movie, I just completely fell for it. And it's it's so fantastic. And as you guys have already said, if you have not watched it, what are you doing with your life? Go watch this movie. You'll probably enjoy it. If not, then I, I'm sorry, (laughs) but (laughs) this was uh, such a a great one. And um, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see, um, what it does at the Oscars. I'm really got my yeah. fingers crossed for it. Oh, hard agree. Hard agree. I yeah. think, I think, you know, Michelle Yeoh did a spectacular job. And um, I, I, I think it's going to be tough competition between her and uh, Kate Blanchett for best, best leading actress. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be rough. It's going to be, it's well, going to be, I already think it'll be a lock for, Kate, honestly. I think it's going to be a lock for her, but like Michelle Yeoh is so spectacular. I'm so glad she got to go to Globe last night. And yeah, Yeah. it's such a good film. I remember I was tearing up in the theater at the end. Oh, just, it's just so good. Yes. I think this is one of the first times where three of us have agreed on the number one. I think it's the most most any of us have had number one is the same. I, I can't remember. I was thinking about the same thing. No, I think it's the the most we've all had the same number one. Like I, the most I, of us with the number one. It could be. I can't remember. But it's it to is look back in the vaults. Yeah. See. I mean we've definitely had years where like we've you know, especially like, you know, in game and stuff, like we've all had like a film that's shown up on all of our lists, mm-hmm. you know, like the, those big Marvel ones have. Um, but Top Gun Maverick was on all of our lists this year. All four of us had that listed. It's the only one I hear all four of us had. But, yeah, yeah. Hmm, it's interesting. Nice. Very interesting. We did it, guys. (laughs) We did it. We We did did do it. Wow. The top ten. Man, I'm very happy with everyone's list i i feel like a lot of the ones that you guys mentioned will be showing up in my honorable mentions next week uh, as a little preview but yeah um i i thoroughly respect everyone's list i think that everyone had some good stuff on their list now yasha's smiling but i'm telling you there's some stuff on your list that i thought was great too i just didn't make my top 10 they're not bad at all so yeah there's there's stuff on no i figured i mean on my honorables there's some good surprises out there there are good surprises out there so it's fun it's fun when we don't all know what we're going to be putting on the list 
It, yeah, it was yeah a, absolutely. It was a solid year. I mean, like, I hate to just be like, this one movie is the one movie that stood out. But, I mean, it was a solid year around. There's a lot of movies. Like, my honorable mentions is pretty long this year. It usually is, but this year it's... I feel like last year it wasn't as long. No. I'd have to yeah, look. Yeah, I agree with that. But, yeah. Yeah. I still have a lot of movies to watch. So I'll be honest, like I mentioned how I had no t- problem doing 10. But then honestly, like as of right now, I wouldn't say my honorable mentions is long. It's mm. relatively short, but it should. I have a feeling it should be a lot longer because I should have seen a lot of the movies that I still mm. want to see. And normally we would jump right into honorable mentions and other stuff right now. But since we're going to wait a week, which I think is wise, we've yeah. been we've been on on the air for two hours it's a long episode we're going to do honorable mentions and any other like little categories like disappointing film and stuff next week but yeah i mean what if i watch some stuff this this week that i'm like wait a second Mm. god damn it (laughs) then you can put them in your honorable mentions yeah which is what i'll do um yeah so i'm looking forward to that yeah the list of did not get to see is like Oh wow! Yeah, you have a list. <laughs> a list of did not get to see. It's it's long. It's good, but it's long, and I'm just like, there's so much on this list. It's it's almost daunting to look at this list to mm. see how much is on my didn't get to see wanted I'd, to see list. I'd be so mad. I'd it's be long. so mad. Uh, I'm always grateful that my didn't get to see list is relatively short because. There's a lot of good stuff out there, and I try and make as much time as possible to be able to see these movies because I, as I, I'm no Steven Spielberg, but I love film and mm-hmm. I love being able to go to the theater to watch these movies. And hell, I worked at a movie theater for a number of years because of that reason. So uh, I think that it, for me, it's just such a, a wonderful escape every time I can go see a movie, and just even the ones I don't quite enjoy, at least to be able to see someone's work of art basically and, and see what they did with it just to be able to have that experience. I think it's just something special and it's something that I think uh, as much as something like music does, it, it pulls people together and they have those shared experiences and can talk about it. And that's what we do week in, week out when we do the podcast and, and are on YouTube. We're talking about things that we see and, and we love and or maybe not love and talk about it. And so that's always the thing that I enjoy most about us doing our, our top 10 list is just getting to hear uh, the things that we saw throughout the year and, and really connected with. That's a good variety. It is. With that, I think uh, we're going to wrap things up. Like I already mentioned, we're going to next week talk about everything else we didn't get to talk about today. Honorable mentions, disappointing film, underrated film, whatever else we can come up with. We'll come up with some stuff. We'll, we'll talk about it next week. Lots of stuff. Um, but we'd also love to hear from everyone watching and listening. Please let us know what you thought of the show. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, leave any questions or comments down below. Uh, make sure to also like and subscribe. Hit that bell icon to be notified whenever we go live or post any videos in the future. You can also reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at Flickr underscore effect. With that, I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. I'm Yasha Wilson. And I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening and watching, everybody. Bye-bye.